Hey there, sister friend. Welcome to the Angelica Duncan Show. I'm your host, Angelica Duncan, wife, mother of five, Jesus girl, chai connoisseur, and lover of all things chocolate. This is the place where real women who want to experience real life with the real God can let their hair down, kick off their heels, and expose their hearts about the truths and triumphs of what it's like to intentionally walk in their kingdom purpose and grow their ministry platforms as kingdom influencers who glorify the Lord, spread the gospel, and point people to Christ. Sister friend, this is the safe haven you've been craving. So you can be encouraged and empowered to live boldly in God's unique design for you. I'm all about equipping you to go deeper into the word so you can go deeper into ministry. You're going to get my best ministry building tips, a full understanding of what the Bible has to say about truly living as a kingdom woman, and everything you'll need to daily dance with the King. And of course, I'm always committed to sharing my heart with you, giving you an extra healthy dose of witty inspiration, and shooting straight from the hip. Grab a cup of chai, get comfortable. You're going to enjoy every minute of today's episode. I'm so delighted and honored to have you here with me today. Here's a review from Kelly Shamara. She says, congratulations, you did it. I'm so excited and elated that this has come into fruition. I've been supporting your ministry in every way I can since the Proverbs 31 Bible study. And I'm over the moon for this. I love your kingdom teaching. Blessings. Thank you so much, Kelly, for that review. That really means a lot to me that you have been following me for a while and you're following me along with this podcast journey. Thanks for that review and thank you for being a loyal listener. Well, welcome back, sister friends, to another episode of the Angelica Duncan Show. I hope you've been enjoying everything so far. Today, we're going to be talking about debunking Facebook myths, five common misconceptions about Facebook or using Facebook for your online ministry. Don't fall for these, okay? So I I totally get it. And I just want to start here and say this. I totally get it that Facebook can feel intimidating. It can feel overwhelming. You may even feeling like you're tardy to the party. What's the point in getting started? Facebook came out in 2003, 2004. Why would I jump on it now in 2020? Well, because Facebook is still growing and it's not going anywhere and it's the giant. And so you can't ignore the giant. It's like trying to ignore the elephant in the room totally uncomfortable there, right? Well, it's the same thing with Facebook. You you don't want to ignore it. Let's not ignore it. It's here. It's available to use. And you really want to have a different type of mindset about this. Yes, Facebook has been around a while. Yes, there are some ministries that have really large pages and you might feel like, well, I'm starting with zero. Guess what? They started with zero too. Nobody started at a thousand. Nobody. Everybody started at zero. Now, granted, Some people, their path to how many of our Facebook fans they have on their page may have been quicker, may have been faster, but it doesn't matter. Everybody started at zero and they got to a certain number. And if they can do it, so can you. So let's talk about some common misconceptions and I want to debunk some myths about Facebook. The first one, and before I do that, I do want to say this. 
one of the things that's going to be key to building your Facebook page, and I, I talk about this way, 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 way more in depth in my Kingdom Influencers Inner Circle, is you've got to be willing to build out community and culture within your Facebook page because that's going to be key. Okay. But let's talk about some of these myths. So myth number one, that Facebook organic reach is dead and people complaining about that the algorithm and no one can see your stuff and this, that, and the third. So I want to say this, first of all, the organic reach isn't dead. We need to kind of shift how we're saying this. We need to say that it's different. And I'm willing to learn a new way of using Facebook for my online ministry. That's that's different. If we keep saying that organic reach is dead and we keep saying something is dead, we are speaking death over the very platform that we're trying to use for the message of ministry God has given us. Like, you know, life and death come out of where? The tongue, our tongue it's powerful. What comes out of our mouth is powerful. So let's stop saying things are dead and Facebook is dead and all this, that, and a third. It's it's just, it's a different way of looking at it. It's, it's, it's a different way that we have to use Facebook. We have to forget about the old. Remember, forget the former things, right? <laughs> putting behind me that which is formal, former, putting behind my past and moving forward. Okay, let's move forward. Okay. So let me just give you some history about reach. So back in the day, if you had a Facebook page, you could post something on that Facebook page and everybody that was on your page literally would see it as long as they were on Facebook scrolling and you could post and everybody would see it. You could post and everybody would see it. Well, that's what I call like those days were the wild, wild west of Facebook. Those days don't exist anymore. The wild, wild west does not exist anymore, right? <laughs> well, the wild, wild west days of Facebook do not exist anymore. Now we have an algorithm and there's a lot of people that complain about the algorithm and the algorithm is algorithm is stopping my reach and this, that, and the third. Well, I see the algorithm is actually the thing that is going to separate the girls from the women, the men from the boys, the true ministry leaders, and those that just want to play, play in it. Why? Because it forces you, excuse me for saying this, have to put on your big girl panties and actually learn how to effectively use Facebook, learn how to effectively grow an online community. You can't just post stuff and then people are going to see it. No, you've got to go out there and you've got to create some content that's actually going to, um, that people want to see, that people will then engage in and they'll like and they'll comment and they'll share. Not just some random willy-nilly stuff just because I have a page. No, now you got to do some W-O-R-K and you actually have to work and you have to know how to use ministry marketing, period. But anyways, as you probably know, the algorithm it, it does limit the number of people that see your content. But what it's really doing, it's saying, well, because one of the complaints during the Wild Wild West days is that a page would post something and would post something again and again, and people were seeing too much of one page or one of their friends' things in their feed. And Facebook said, well, hey, let's create this algorithm that will only show you what you want to see based upon the types of things that you're already engaging in. So then your job to put on your ministry marketing brain is to say, oh, well, then I need to create content that people will engage in. So then the algorithm knows that they like my content and the algorithm will feed them more and more of my content. That's that's the game. That's how you got to be thinking about it. Okay. So like I said, the myth here is 
that Facebook reach is dead. But the reality of it is you just need to create some engaging posts and develop an actual strategy to get those posts seen. And this requires W-O-R-K, work. And the true ministry leader sees this as a great problem to solve. You are a problem solver. And so you see this, you're like, well, it's a problem, but is it really a problem? No, it's not really a problem. Well, it is, but this is something that you can solve. You can solve this easy. Create engaging content, figure out the kinds of engaging content that your people would like to see. I've got examples of engaging content. If you go to angelicaduncan.com slash guide, you can grab my Kingdom Influencers Online Ministry Guide. And in there, I give a bunch of tips on how to get your content seen in the feed, how to beat the Facebook and Instagram algorithm, and a bunch of other things. So make sure you check that out. Okay, myth number two, that you have to post five to six times a day to even get seen because of the algorithm. Now, this could or could not work. I lean on the side that this is not going to work. Number one, because you're going to overwork yourself. That's exhausting to post that many times a day, unless you have a team that can do that. But if you go look at some larger pages that are getting engagement, they're not posting five, six times a day. I don't post five to six times a day. Okay. The the better thing to, or the better pieces of information that you need and that you need to know is number one, when are your fans online? And you can go to the insights within Facebook. Like if you already have a page, even if you only have 10 people on the page, if you have 100 people, there are some insights. And Facebook will show you, well, when are your people normally online? Post then. Not all of the times that they're normally online, but pick like two to four times that they're normally online and post then. And then post content that they actually want to see. You know, the, the the Facebook insights will show you the kinds of content that people engage in. You know, you can you can filter it out based upon if it's a post, if it's if it's like, you know, a regular like a text post, if it's an image, if it's a video, if it's a live video, like you can gather all kinds of information to see, okay, well, what content do my people like? The other thing you can do is, is you can go to other pages that you follow, other ministry pages, and say, okay, well, what kind of content are they posting? And could I replicate that in, in a way? Not necessarily like a full out copy, but okay, well, I noticed that their Facebook lives get a ton of engagement. That means I need to go do some Facebook lives. Or I notice certain types of graphic posts engagement. Then that means I need to be doing some kind of graphic post. See what I'm saying? And here's what I do. I, I post two to three times a day. And, you know, I have a page of over 50,000 people right now. So I post two to three times a day, sometimes four but mostly it's two to three times a day. And it's not necessary to post more than that. Why? Because number one, I'm doing Facebook Lives. So remember, Facebook Lives are going to grant you special favor in the algorithm. Facebook wants you using Lives. So if you do Facebook Lives, then, you know, I post less because I am I know that I'm going to do Lives throughout the week. So I post less because I know, number one, the content I'm posting is engaging. And I know the kinds of content pieces that my my people like, my community likes. But by doing Facebook Lives, then Facebook is going to show more of my content to the people that already like my page. And you may not know this. Have you ever been on Facebook and you were scrolling and it says, post from a page that you may be interested in. But you're like, I didn't like this page. Well, that's Facebook feeding you content from another page that you may be interested in based upon the kind of content that you've already engaged in. So as a Facebook page owner, let's again, put on our marketing, our ministry marketing hats here. 
That means then if I create things, if I create content on my Facebook page that people are engaging in and it's getting some good engagement and that's giving clues and signals to the algorithm, then the algorithm will likely drop my post, my Facebook Live, my video, my graphic, whatever the thing might be, into someone else's feed who is engaged in similar types of content, but they haven't liked my page yet. And then that may invite them over to my page to engage and to like it. See what I'm saying? Okay, so that was myth number two. Myth number three, that more fans equal more engagement. False, 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 false. More fans do not necessarily equal more engagement. It gives you maybe the potential for more engagement. If anything, more fans is going to create more eyeballs, which actually technically creates more work. It just does because now you have to have a strategy of, okay, well, I know only a certain percentage. It's about maybe 10%. It's one to 10% on a given day. Okay. You're good if you get 20% of people actually seeing it, seeing your content. But that means the more people I have, the more people that I'm trying to reach with my content and the more this algorithm has to stretch to reach more people. That means that the larger pages actually have more work to do. Think about it like this. If you have 100 people on your page versus 100,000 people on your page, which is it going to be easier to reach? 20 people? You know, 10 people? If we're saying, if we're going with 10%, so 10% of 100 is 10. 10% of 100,000 is 10,000. It's a whole lot easier to reach 10 people than it is 10,000 people. But you don't have as many eyeballs, all right? And so we do want to get more eyeballs. My point is this, you have to just think about this differently. More fans don't reach more engagement. Engagement is a byproduct of good content strategy and developing a community and a culture around that content strategy, around the things, around the anointing God has given you, around the community community that you're attempting to create, around your calling. That's where engagement comes in. There are some pages, um, some students that I've taught, and, and you guys will meet them, that have smaller pages, and they get amazing engagement. And when I say smaller, like 5,000 or less. And they get amazing engagement. Why? Because they've created a culture and a community around their page and it has helped them tons. And I'll say, yes, there are ways that you can boost your engagement. Okay. But the bottom line is this. Bottom line is this. You got to have a good content strategy. Your good content strategy is going to get your It's going to have you creating content that people actually want to engage in, which then will help your reach because the more people that engage in it, the more people that Facebook is going to show that piece of content to. Simple as that. Okay. Number four, that in order to get your content seen on Facebook, you've got to be willing to pay to play. In other words, you got to be boosting every single post and put a little bit of money behind it so that people actually see the post. Okay. So there's two sides to this. Paying just to get seen Yes, you can boost posts. And yes, there's an actual strategy for this that I teach in my Kingdom Influencers Inner Circle. But doing it just to get your content seen is not smart. Put on your marketing hat. You need to have a goal as to why you're going to pay anything. Now, you don't have to pay anything at all on Facebook. Okay, Facebook is free to use. But to get more mileage, there are some paid strategies that you want to be able to employ. But you want to couple those with being able to grow an audience and you need to have an end goal in mind. Like you're not just going to be putting money into something just so people can see it. So what if they see it? What action are you wanting them to take? 
is there a lead magnet or a freemium tied to that? Are you know, are you trying to get seats filled to your conference, whether it's online or face-to-face? Like there's got to be more to it than just getting it seen. Now, like I said, the other side to this is paying with a strategy to either grow your page or to build your list or to get people, you know, to sign up for your Bible study, to come to your conference, that sort of thing. That's now that's wise to do, but you don't have to pay to play in order to get your content seen on Facebook. Okay. But you do need to be willing to put some advertising dollars aside because again, you're running, even though it's a ministry, you're running a business and like, just, just think for a moment, your churches. Okay. Or just think about the last church mailing you received in the mail from a church that you don't attend. Well, they paid for that. They paid to have that graphic made, whether, I don't know, it's for Easter or the Christmas service or whatever the thing is that they're sending it for. They paid to have it made. They paid to put it in the mail, to it to be sent to you. That's advertising. If you ever see a church that has a billboard, that's advertising. You see a church that maybe, I don't know, they have an advertisement on the back of a shopping cart or in the newspaper or wherever on Facebook, they are paying for that. And there's nothing wrong with that. You have to put on your ministry marketing hat and be willing to put some advertising dollars behind your page, but you don't have to do it, okay? You don't have to do it. So whether you're a church, either a nonprofit business, a for-profit business, whatever, be willing to put some advertising dollars behind some things. Okay, number five, and this is a big one. This is the a big myth I hear a lot, that Facebook is intentionally suppressing Christian pages. Y'all, this is false. I'm a Christian page. My page has not been suppressed. Okay. Here's where this comes from. This comes from an idea that Facebook is just inherently nefarious. It's inherently anti-Christian and it doesn't like the mention of Jesus at all. I've not found that anywhere in Facebook's documents. I've just not. Okay. Now, Facebook does have rules about things that, that we have to be willing to adhere to. However, if Facebook was intentionally suppressing Christian pages, then explain Joyce Meyer's pages that has millions of people and Joel Olstein and T.D. Jakes and Beth Moore and Billy Graham. And I mean, we can list them all. If they were intentionally suppressing pages. Why would these pages have millions? And most of the people that are saying my page is being suppressed, look at the size of their page. Like, and I'm not saying that as like a judgment against them, but like really think about it. Are the larger pages saying that their pages are being suppressed? No. Oftentimes what has happened is that the Christian pages that are having issues have probably posted things that go against Facebook guidelines. Okay. And if you go against Facebook guidelines, whether or not you're a Christian and as a Christian, you should be willing to adhere to the laws of the land, unless the laws of the land strictly go against biblical principles or some some sort of, you know, moral or ethics that that you uphold as a Christian, okay? But usually what happens is they have violated some of Facebook terms. They have been spammy. They somehow have gotten to the bad graces of Facebook. And it's not just Christian pages that are having these issues. You can go to somebody that has a food page, You can go somebody that has a dog page, a cat page, a monkey page, I don't know, a bird page, a t-shirt page. If you're not going to abide by Facebook rules, then yeah, your content might get suppressed and yeah, your Facebook page might go down, period. You have to remember this. Facebook was created um, for the purpose of creating community and giving people a voice. Now, that voice can't be filled with hate speech and 
anti-whatever, something that doesn't abide by Facebook's guidelines. You got to be willing to abide by their guidelines. Okay. And as long as their guidelines aren't suppressing you from preaching the gospel, then we going we gonna to roll with it. They've never come out and said that. That's nowhere in their guidelines. It's just not. Okay. And so you've got to, as long as you're within their guidelines, you will be fine on Facebook. They are not intentionally suppressing pages. All right. So let's wrap this up. Don't ignore Facebook. Don't believe the hype and the lies that Facebook is dead and you shouldn't be using it and all these other things. It is the giant. It is a powerful tool to use for your online ministry. And you've got to be under a rock if you don't realize it by now. And you got to be a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs if you're not going to actually consider using it for your page. And it is part of what I call the online ministry trifecta. Facebook, Instagram, email list. Okay. So let's review these myths. Okay. Number one myth that the organic reach is dead. Not true. We've talked about why that's not true. Number two is you need to post five to six times a day. Again, not true. Number three, that more fans equal more engagement. Again, not true. Number four, that you have to pay to play. Not true. And number five, that it suppresses Christian pages. Not true. Now, if you're like, okay, I want to get, I want to get with using Facebook. I want to increase engagement on my page. What do I do? I want to invite you to go to angelicaduncan.com slash guide, where you can get my online ministry guide for kingdom influencers. It will help you to be able to build your online ministry using Facebook, Instagram, and email. Okay. What I want to know, here's a question for you. What is the biggest myth buster that you just heard? And did it change your mind about using Facebook? Or you're like, you know what? I think I might lean into Facebook after all. Okay, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to give it a chance. Let me know what that is in the comments. And I'm going to I've got an ask for you. Be sure to share this and leave me a review. Your reviews are so important to growing this podcast and to just to growing the community. It lets me know what you like, what you don't like, what you need more of. Okay? Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode and remember this. There's only one way to live a spirit-filled life and to build a spirit-filled ministry, and that's to dance with the King, Jesus. We'll talk. Is there a message brewing in your belly or a ministry you know when you're Noah, the Lord is calling you to build in the online space? Are you ready to have the kind of kingdom influence that reaches the masses in places where your feet may never, ever tread? Then download my free guide called the Kingdom Influencers Online Ministry Guide. In it, you will learn my top strategies for expanding your audience reach, growing an online following, and maintaining a thriving ministry platform. This is literally my all things online ministry brain explosion on paper. It's coming from my experiences where the Lord has graciously allowed me to reach over 1 million women a month with my online ministry. Insert exploding emoji head here, right? I've walked where you're currently walking And I know the guts and grit it takes to grow an online ministry platform from literally your bare hands and the ground up and as a woman in ministry. If you've ever wanted to pick my brain, then this Kingdom Influencers Online Ministry Guide is it. I'm sharing my brain and heart with you so you can become a Kingdom Influencer who glorifies the Lord, spreads the gospel, and points people to Christ. Get this free guide now by heading over to angelicaduncan.com slash guide. Again, that's angelicaduncan.com slash guide.
Hey there, sister friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to my podcast and hanging out with me today. It's such a delight and honor to have you here with me. I tell everyone I meet, I have the best online community. And I really do mean that. Week after week, you show up and show out for a sister. And that truly makes my heart leap for joy. If you had a hashtag mind blown moment or were like, oh girl, that was good. And you shared today's episode with a friend or family member, I am forever grateful. Thank you so, 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 so much. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Hey, look, be sure to subscribe to the Angelica Duncan Show on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and any and everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Either way, by subscribing, you'll be in the know as soon as a new episode is released, and I wouldn't want you to miss a thing. Also, I would love it if you would leave me a review. It would mean the world to me if you simply shared your heart about what the Angelica Duncan Show means to you and how it has impacted your life. And here's why. Another woman in the same position as you will read your review and decide if the Angelica Duncan Show is just what she needs or has been desperately searching for right now in this very season of her life. Your review could be a huge part of what may very well be a life-altering decision for her and her family. Yep, God could use you as a catalyst to totally change the trajectory of another woman's life. And that's something I know you, as a kingdom-minded, purpose-focused woman, takes pretty doggone seriously. Well, thank you again so much for being here. And until next time, ciao and dance with the king.